Welcome in everybody to Betting Pros. It's time to place your bets. It is me, Joey P, Joe P Zapita, and it's week 18. It's time to talk about the chaos that is DFS. And this week feels a little bit more like preseason because you're getting a lot of backups, a lot of weird situations, but there are some games that matter. There's some games on Saturday and a full slate on Sunday. We're going to break them all down, of course, with Derek Brown, D-Bro, the king of bros, the fantasy bro. Don't forget, everybody, use our optimizer over at fantasypros.com slash optimizer. Simulate your lineups, download them, upload them to the FanDuel sites, to the DraftKings sites, all the sites. Get your DFS on. And don't forget also to subscribe to Betting Pros wherever you hear podcasts and subscribe to our YouTube channel over there as well and ring the bell till it goes ding all right d bro let's start here with the saturday games pittsburgh baltimore total of 35 no lamar a lot of the guys are sitting there for baltimore obviously pittsburgh can at least give themselves in the conversation here with a w against the secondary team of baltimore then you've got the houston indianapolis game which feels like a playoff game basically for these two teams oh it is i should say 47 and a half a much higher number for this one so on the saturday slate how do you approach these four teams i think um that the correct build and the chalk build is going to be to heavily stack the Colts and Texans game. But starting off with Steelers and Ravens, um, I mean, Tyler Huntley is firmly in play. We know the rushing aside, rushing upside is firmly there since week 12. Also, the Steelers secondary has been gettable, Joe. Fifth highest yards per attempt, seventh most passing touchdowns and sixth highest pass rating allowed. So Huntley is going to probably come in like third, I would say, as far as how popular on this two game slate behind uh, Minshew and Stroud. I don't disagree with it, but he's good leverage on this slate. Najee Harris, Jalen Warren are both in play, although we need to be not monitoring Najee's health. Didn't practice on Wednesday. See what he does for the rest of the week. Stealing, dealing with a knee issue. But if Najee plays, he's my favorite guy out of that backfield. I love Jalen Warren, but Najee has taken over the backfield again. He has outtouched uh, Jalen Warren over the last few weeks since week nine with 32 red zone opportunities to Warren's 18. Um, and if any, if Najee were to miss this game, Jalen Warren is a lock play. Just lock him in. Mm-hmm. In they that same it. game, um, Melvin Gordon is going to go under rostered. He is going to probably see 15 to 20 touches in that game. Uh, Justice Hill, I don't think he's going to play. Gus Edwards is probably not going to play. So Melvin Gordon is going to be the lone guy left standing. It's not a great matchup, but the volume is real. He falls in the end zone. He could be the guy that unlocks the slate for you. Deontay Johnson's in play. He's a really good matchup against uh, Baltimore's too high usage. I'm off of George Pickens. Just considering the too high usage, that's not George Pickens' deal. If you're going to stack Tyler Huntley, uh, you're going to want to do it with Nelson Aguilar, who I think is going to be the wide receiver one this week. He's down far enough on the depth chart that he probably gets full run in this game. Pittsburgh, since week 12, because Aguilar runs out of the slot, has allowed the third highest PPR points per target to slot wide receivers. And just to kind of wrap the, a bow on this game, Joe, Pat Fryermuth is definitely in play. And again, if you're stacking Huntley, I think um, single stacking him is probably the way to go. But if you are going to single or du- double stack him, if you want to avoid Aguilar, I think Charlie Kohler is a really strong play. He's going to be the every down guy athletic receiving tight end limited usage this year, but 1.8 yards per route run. Yeah, man. I mean, I think that game is very interesting if it goes over the total and turns into like a sneaky shootout, which Baltimore's playing. Like I know their defense stuff. It it, like they're a really strong defense, but we also have to understand they're playing all their backup. So take all of that stuff with a grain of salt, but 
yeah, I mean, it, it, anybody stand out for you that I didn't go roll through for the Steelers in Baltimore game? No, it makes sense to me, man. And especially with the whole scenario of, you know, the Harris situation, too. I mean, obviously all the war. And then in that scenario, let's jump ahead to Sunday. Uh, first game on the slate, Atlanta, New Orleans, which is 42 and a half. I'm concerned this one uh, is going to come into the under uh, potentially when you start to look at what you have in terms of body, the work of these two teams. These are like the two gangs that couldn't shoot straight. This one does not give me a lot of love. I know Malvin Kamara did not practice today. Uh, I don't have a lot of faith in Atlanta's offense on the road, and rightfully so. Your thoughts on Atlanta, New Orleans? Uh, the only two standout plays from this game i'm full fading the saints this week uh i just don't see a reason to chase that offense olave is not fully healthy Jawan johnson um he is actually in play so I'll, I'll recount a little bit of that but uh we also need to monitor his health he did not practice on wednesday with a chest issue if he's out then yes the full fate of the saints is on as far as the falcons it's Bijan robinson and kyle pitts man um the saints we know you can run on them since week 12 fifth most rushing yards allowed per game Kyle Pitts, he's the matchup guy for this uh, secondary matchup. Um, New Orleans have been single high heavy uh, since week 12. Kyle Pitts has been their leader against single high, 18% target share. And New Orleans over the back half of the season has really given up a lot of production to tight ends since week eight, 11th most receiving yards and 11th highest yards perception to the position. All right, next one on the list, Jacksonville Jaguars, Tennessee Titans. Uh, big game for the Jags here. 39 and a half is the number 40 in some other spots. Tennessee is a tough offense to invest in. I got to tell you, like the, my faith in Jacksonville is, you know, uh, at a minimal uh, these days, but I know this is an important game for them. Is that enough for you to invest in any players this week? The only two players that I'm willing to invest in out of this game, because it's not a good matchup for Travis Etienne, so I'm not going to him on the ground. Again, not a good matchup for Evan Ingram. Tennessee has been locked down versus tight ends the entire year. Say Jones isn't healthy. Trevor Lawrence isn't healthy. While a lot of people could look to play Trevor Lawrence, I'm not there. I just don't think there's a reason to go there this week. I won't be surprised if this game hits the under. So there's only two guys that stand out to me on this uh, for this game. Uh, one being DeAndre Hopkins. I know people are incentive chasing. He's got some numbers out there that would, you know, lead you to maybe having a big game. But for me, it's just a matchup. Jacksonville secondary has been putrid since week 12, 11th most receiving yards and 12th highest PPR points per target to perimeter wide receivers. So Hopkins is in play. And the other guy that if he plays in this game, he will be chalky for this slate, I think, because he is damn near min priced, Joe. Uh, Christian Kirk, he had his uh, act, his window open. He's been practicing. He's been running routes. He looks good from the videos I've seen. So I do think he plays. And if he plays, it's in a full-time role. Tennessee, lots of too high. That has been all Christian Kirk. Weeks 1 through 12, 25% target share, 2.3 yards per route run against too high. And for anybody reading the primer and saying, oh, where's Calvin Ridley? Calvin Ridley has been dog water against too high. <laughs> so, no, I don't care about Calvin Ridley this week. If Kirk does not play, then I'm full fading the Jaguars offense. All right, next one on the list, Minnesota, Detroit, Detroit. Uh, is going to uh, go in hot because, of course, Dan Campbell team. That's what we're talking about here. Uh, they're 11 and five. They're at home, 44 and a half. I mean, this should be a good situation for the Lions. Any love for Minnesota running it back on the other side? Obviously, last week we got sort of uh, turned around, twisted, lied, tool, befuddled. I don't know how you <laughs> want to talk about it in terms of the quarterback situation in Minnesota. I, I don't want to play that game again, Derek. Do you? I think that this is one of the games. I was kind of surprised, Joe, to be honest, that this game opened with only a 45 and a half total. Both both of these offenses have shown they can put up points. Both of these defense, especially their secondaries, have shown they're willing to give up points. So I I have already bet the over for this game. I think this game is a sneaky shootout. This is one of the games to 
both of these teams are fully motivated. I think that, and anybody saying, oh, well, the Lions probably pull their players. I don't think that that happens because Detroit can move up to the two seed if both Philly and Dallas lose. Now you're saying, okay, what's the probability of that happening? It's probably low, but Detroit doesn't freaking know that. They play on the early part of the slate. So they know that they have to go out and win this game and the Vikings need to have a win to have any chance mathematically to make the playoffs. So both of these teams will be fully motivated. So Jared Goff and Nick Mullins are fully in play. Nick Mullins is one of my favorite plays of the slate. Yes, we're going to embrace the risk, but geez, Joe, like two full <laughs> starts this year. He's averaging two, 357 passing yards, 10.3 yards per attempt. Ah, uh, yeah. Sign me up for that. He dropped 411 passing yards against this secondary last time they met. So I love both the quarterbacks. Jameer Gibbs is in play every freaking slate because he's matchup proof. He's one of the best running backs in the NFL, breaking tackles at will. Uh, if you're stacking either one of these quarterbacks, I mean, the stacking options are pretty obvious. Um, Justin Jefferson, Amon Ross St. Brown are both in play. Jordan Addison, if you're double stacking Nick Mullins, if you want to go with a cheap double stack of Nick Mullins or you want to get wild and triple stack him, Johnny Munt is in play. He had an 84% route run rate last week. Him, not Josh Oliver, took over the primary role with TJ Hawkinson on the shelf. And Detroit, they've given up production to tight ends the entire season. So I love this game, and I think the stacking options are pretty obvious. The next game has a very low total. 30 and a half, New England, New York. Uh, well, there you go. There's the analysis, folks. Let's move on. Tampa Bay, <laughs> Carolina, 37 and a half. There's really nothing else to say. You said it all, my friend. Tampa Bay, Carolina, Tampa. Oh, you're so frustrating last week. You should have handled your business. You haven't handled your business. I mean, you're going to handle against Carolina. So I guess here it is again. We've been very pro Tampa on this show down the stretch. Mm -hmm. This is another one where I want to live. I want to live with this trio stack there. If you want to have Godwin over on DK instead, that's fine. Uh, but to me... It's against the touchdown equity Mike Evans brings you. His history against the Carolina Panthers, Rashad White's volume, and hopefully a bounce back game for Baker Mayfield. Your thoughts? Uh, this game is easy, Joey. Full fade the Carolina Panthers because their offense is dead, dead, dead. Yep. And the Buccaneers, it's easy, man. Um, the, the, the two guys that I want to talk about here are Rashad White and Mike Evans. I'm with you, man. I mean, we know the standout matchup for Rashad White. Uh, in the last time that he played this defense, 19, uh, or he had... Uh, excuse me, 23 touches, 106 total yards, 19 PPR points. I think he can do that again. He's a lock for almost 20 to 25 carries or 25 touches in this game. So love Rashad White in this game. But Mike Evans, again, if Rashad White comes in as one of the most popular plays of the slate, we both know this, Joey. Mike Evans is never popular. Nobody ever likes to click Mike Evans' name whenever they, they log into whatever DFS provider that you're going with. They do not like to play him. I will have all the Mike Evans this week. Why? Um, He's been so good. I play him all they, the time. They don't. I understand. They don't. So He's never popular. He will never oh, be chalky. So he weird. never is. Chris Godwin does. People love Chris Godwin, but Mike Evans isn't. And this is a fantastic matchup for Mike Evans. I mean, Carolina, tons of single high. Mike Evans is eviscerated single high, 26% target share, 3.1 yards per route run against single high all season. And let's be kind of rewind, Joey. In week 13, he torched them for seven receptions and 162 receiving yards. I'm not saying he's going to do that again, but if he does... I will not be surprised. Cleveland, Cincinnati, the Battle of Ohio. 37 and a half is the number on this one. Uh, no Flacco in this one. Cleveland resting its starters. So a little tricky. Any love or any in particular guys you look for in backups on Cleveland or starters on Cincinnati that are interesting in this contest? 
Uh, Drift Driscoll week, man. Uh, he's going to get the start for Cleveland. Cincinnati has been a terrible pass defense. I don't think that changes. He has rushing upside. We've seen that in previous seasons. So large field GPPs, he is in play. The guy that I, I really, and I'm not saying he's a lock button play, but good Lord, he's close to it, Joe. Pierre Strong, he's going to get all the work this week. Kareem Hunt's not going to play. Jerome Ford's not going to play. They only have three running backs on the roster. I think you see Pierre Strong walk into a workhorse role, and we've seen just running backs dominate this run defense the entire year. Uh, moving on to the rest of the guys in this game, I mean, if you're playing Jeff Driscoll, uh, you want to stack him with one of, or you want to go for the cheap double stack and then play all the freaking studs. It's Marquise Goodwin, uh, who I think runs as their wide receiver one this week. Again, terrible secondary. You could pass on this secondary. And Jordan Akins. Uh, Cincinnati has given up tons of production to tight ends the entire year. Second most receiving yards allowed. The most receptions and the third most fantasy points. And I don't know what happens with Jamar Chase or T. Higgins. I don't know if either one of them play this week. I'm guessing Chase plays, but... Does he play the entire game? Cincinnati has nothing to play for outside of pride. I don't think we see T. Higgins. So if T. Higgins is out, I mean, you can count me in for Andre Yoshivas. Like he got yes, the, uh, the last time the last time we saw him play the full-time role, Joe, he showed us that he can demand targets. 19% target share, 21.4% first read share. So he is definitely in play. And this is one of those games where, look, Cincinnati's defense has played bad all across the board. The Browns are going to run a ton of backups out. I know the total in this game is low at 37 and a half, but I am going to bet the over in this one. And this is one that I'm not saying it's a sneaky shootout, but I do think it goes over the total. And we do see points out of this game. Seattle, Arizona, the number's 48. Pretty good size number here. This is a very tempting game for numerous reasons. Arizona coming off a big win last week. And we love Trey McBride here on the program. He has been a very investable player for quite some time since the return of Kyler Murray. Murray's in play, obviously, in this one, of course, running it back with Seattle. To me, this is one of the game stacks that makes a lot of sense. The next one we're going to talk about one is uh, Green Bay, Chicago. That one also makes sense to me. But first, Arizona, Seattle, your thoughts here, because this is one. It might be chalky, but I feel like it's right, Derek. It's right. It's definitely right. You pull out the you pull out the biggest spoon that you got in the drawer and you eat all the chalk, baby. Uh, <laughs> I, we're going with Chef Gino. Kyler Murray is definitely in play. This is one of the games. I think you can build some really interesting teams this week, Joe. If you start out with the idea of I'm going to full game stack both Detroit and the Seattle uh, and Cardinals game, like taking both of those games that have really good totals. Both of these teams are fully motivated. And yes, I know Arizona's not playing for a playoff role, but they have them in for weeks. That doesn't stop them. That's not right. going to stop them. From, yeah, they're still going to compete all man. year. They just, they're just the deficit of talent, but yeah, yeah, they've competed all season. So, I mean, like both the quarterbacks are in play here. Kenneth Walker is a smash play. So is James Connor talked about him last week. He ran wild. Going to talk about him again. Seattle has been a terrible run defense. I mean, we're talking about a bottom five run defense. James Conner has been eating. He's been quietly one of the most efficient running backs in the NFL this year. Tons of tread left on the tires. So love both those guys out of the backfields. And if you're stacking Kyler or Geno, the stacking options are very clear if you read the primer. I mean, Arizona has been running a ton of too high. That is not DK Metcalf's wheelhouse. That is all Tyler Lockett and JSN. So double up Geno. And if you're going to stack up Kyler Murray, just go with a single stack of Trey McBride. The guy is getting alpha wide receiver one type of volume. The matchup is yeah. good. This is a wonderful game environment to stack. 
double tight end if you're you know he's, yes. he's the one guy right yes. now that i feel good about if you're gonna double tight end that's fine because you're getting like you said wide receiver productivity from him mm-hmm. chicago i did that last week in a lineup it worked out too chicago green bay uh 44 and a half is the number i love Jaden reed in this game seven touchdowns in seven games for him he's been on fire i know he's banged up but he's gonna play that kid's tough he has played hurt many times this year fields and the bears have been very good look i, I mean good total this is another game that has a lot of appeal to me Man, I love, I think my, my highest rostered quarterback on this slate will be Justin Fields. Green Bay's past defense has been God awful. And Justin Fields, I mean, over the last few weeks, Joey, you could basically knock him down. I think it's two of his last three games or three of his last four. One of those, he has 24 or more fantasy points. Green Bay has been a bad pass defense. I think the stacking options for Justin Fields are pretty easy. Um, I want to double stack him in this in this spot. And I know the correlation, all the correlation brews out there are going to tell me this isn't right. But you're, if Chicago puts up points and we know where the volume is going to go, it's easy, man. Just play Justin Fields with DJ Moore and Khalil Herbert. I know it's not a pass game correlation, but it is a Chicago smashes correlation. And we know that the matchup is there on the ground. So double stacking Fields. And I, I, it, I don't dislike Jaden Reed, especially if Jalen Johnson does miss this game. But the Packer guy that I've been talking about and I'm going to continue to talk about and we're going to discuss here is the cheese has himself, Mr. Kraft, Tucker Kraft, baby. He is going to be the tight end that's going to be starting again this week. I don't think Luke Musgrave plays. There's no reason to play him this week. He's still just a limited participant in practice, working his way back from the last rate of kidney. Tucker Kraft has been the truth, man. He's been awesome. 16% target share since week 13. He has seven red zone targets in his last six games. And correct me if I'm wrong here, Joey, but he has not scored in any of those games. So he's due, baby. And Chicago has been giving up a ton of production to tight ends. So Tucker Kraft is probably my favorite Packer because I'm not playing Aaron Jones against this run defense. The secondary has been really good. And I'll correct myself here. Tucker Kraft has one touchdown uh, out of his last five games. So still, with that type of red zone usage... Right, it's usually the, that comes to I mean, yeah. the regression. It does. No, it usually does. Regression. Speaking of regression, I give you the Eagles. Uh, the total in this game is 41 and a half. Sorry, too soon. Uh, Teron Taylor on the other side of this game with the Giants, very much in play. He was in play last week, dropped a 20 yep. spot. Exactly what we wanted. You convinced me. I was a harder sell last week, but you convinced me. I, I got in there. I was glad that I did. Uh, great game with the rushing. I think he was he the quarterback to. and the Millie maker winner. Uh, had, I'm had sure he was. Odd. I mean, it was so cheap. How could you not like it? I mean, just allowed you to do so much. And look, the Eagles are a team right now that are just like kind of running the wrong direction. So this is a tricky one. Um, I'm on the giant side of this game for betting, but in terms of DFS, do you like either side of this game? I think that we could see a fully motivated Eagles team here. Now I know that do they have the motivation? Are they going to play like all, all the different things they need to win here? Um, and a Dallas loss to jump up to the number two seed. I think that the Eagles run their guys out at least long enough for Jalen Hurts and A.J. Brown to smash. And this this is one of those games where A.J. Brown has been quiet. He has been non, not, I'm not going to say non-existent, but we're talking about a guy that really, he has, since week 11, he has only two games where he's surpassed 90 receiving yards. He has not posted more than 20 fantasy points in any game since week eight. He is due, due, do for a monster game he's come out and talked to the media i think aj brown backs it all up i think he smashes this week so whether you want to play hurts or not i think aj brown is going to be a core play he's a fantastic play and 
on the other side of this game, dude, it's just easy. It's Saquon Barkley. Like, the Eagles, you can run, 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 run on them. We talk about this every single week. James Conner did it last week. What's to stop Saquon this week? Um, mm-hmm. And if you're going to stack up Tarod, you got to go with Darren Waller. Um, I know we talked about Darius Slayton. We talked about Wandell last week. I'm off of those guys this week, considering the matchup. I think Darren Waller, again, he's not been a full-time player. I know the numbers have not been great, but... If you're looking at over the last two games, 15% target share, 24% first read share, and Philly gives up production to tight ends. So I'll just skinny stack Tara this week with Darren Waller. Rams and 49ers on vacation, 41 and a half for this game. No CMC, Sam Darnold's playing quarterback, uh, dogs and cats living together. Uh, you got uh, Kyron <laughs> Williams, who, as you mentioned earlier, not playing in this game. So look, I mean, this is a this one seems like a hard pass. Am I missing something? No, you're not missing anything. I mean, this is a game I'm just going to go to if you're playing um, more than 20 lineups. Like if you're MMEing, you're going 150s. Um, I will sprinkle in some Sam Darnold. Uh, he was very, very good in this system in the preseason. 8.5 yards per attempt. 66.7% completion percentage, plus pushing the ball downfield, almost a 10 a dot. So I think Sam Darnold's in play, and this is just an easy game. If you're going to play Sam Darnold, attach him to Ronnie Bell. I do not think that Debo or Brandon Ayuk gets more than maybe a drive, maybe two in this game. So Ronnie Bell's in play. Uh, and again, if you're looking for points for this game, I, look, Carson Wentz is playing. They're playing all their backups. I think the backfield is going to be a mixed mess. So avoiding both of the backfields in this one. I know people are probably expecting me to bring up Elijah Mitchell. I'm not. The Rams have been good against def- defending the run. I think that does bleed over to their backups. Uh, I think we see a lot of like Elijah Mitchell plus Jordan Mason because Elijah Mitchell is not going to get the full run. He's the primary backup to CMC. I do not see Kyle Shanahan for a guy that has not been healthy for most of the year saying, yes, in week 18, let us give Elijah Mitchell 25 carries. So I'm fading both the backfields, but if you're playing this game, you're playing 150s, throw in a little bit of 2-2 Atwell in there. I think that he runs as the wide receiver one this week. He's far mm. enough down the depth chart. DeMarcus, not DeMarcus Robinson. Robinson. I was going to say that's that was the guy no, that I was thinking. He's been their wide receiver three. I think Robinson does not play this week. I think you see, I think you see Puka Nakua get one drive to assure that he gets the records. He gets pulled. Cup doesn't play. I think Robinson will probably play as long as Puka plays, and then he gets pulled as well. So I think it's two two. It's Ronnie Bell. It's Darnold. Let's move on. It's Las Vegas hosting Denver. 38 and a half is the total for this game. I like this one. I like the Vegas defense. I yep. like Zamir White because Jacobs is yep. a game time decision. And we all know what that means. So those two pieces in particular have a lot of value to me. Do you see that or anything else? that's of interest to you in Denver Vegas. We've been on the Zamir train the last few weeks, Joe. Yeah. We're going to stay on it this week. Mm-hmm. Zamir White's the only guy out of this game I want. I think you, if you pair him with the Raiders defense, I'm totally down with that. I'm not playing any Broncos. Uh, Zamir White's been getting all the work. I do not think that Josh Jacobs plays this week yet again, regardless of whatever Antonio Pierce says. Jacobs still is not practicing. So another week of the Zamir show, and he, I mean, he could run wild versus Denver. So count me in. All right, next one here, Kansas City, Los Angeles, Chargers, obviously, you know, resting uh, happening here. Uh, Chargers have been resting all season. 35 <laughs> is the number for this game. <laughs> Very low total, obviously, uh, all things considered. So what do you consider in this game, if anything? <laughs> uh, it's week 18, folks. I'm salty. I'm tired. I'm here it. for it. it. Hope you are. 
Let's go. Oh, the go. salt and vinegar, baby. I'm so in for it, man. Love the chips. I'm a salt and vinegar chip guy, by the way. Some oh, people don't baby, like them. I like them. They're good. Me They're tasty. Too. I love it. Let's go. Especially if you have a nice, like a toasted sandwich and you put the chips on the sandwich for the crunchy there aspect. Go. There you go. <laughs> now we're cooking. Um, right. Chargers, Chiefs. The salt and vinegar chips of this game, the half twos in this one, I think are easy, man. I think CH sits. I think all the Chiefs guys sit. I think we see a 20 carry game out of LaMichael P. Ryan. So, Count me in from LaMichael P. Ryan. Chargers run defense has been bad since week 12. Sixth most rushing yards per game. Eighth highest charge of contact per attempt. And for the Chiefs, Justin Ross, baby. I think he gets a lot of run in this game. Andy Reid came out and talked about three guys getting a lot of run in their, their receiving core. Uh, being Nicole Hardman, Kadarius Tony, and Justin Ross. Kadarius Tony is still a limited participant in practice. That tells me all I need to know. Not fully healthy, not investing in him. I The Chiefs know what they have in Nicole Hardman. Again, don't care. So Justin Ross is the guy that if we're going to see a guy come out of the woodwork and post a really good score against what has been a bad, bold secondary, I think it's him. So P. Ryan, Ross, only guys I want out of this game, like you said, Chargers have been pretending like it's the offseason already, baby. I don't want any part of their offense. Last one, Dallas at Washington. Dallas has not been good on the road this year. 46 and a half is the number for this one. So pretty high total. Do you think that's correct? I think it's correct. And we're going all in on the Cowboys offense. It's Dak. And yes, I am going to say it's Tony Pollard because Washington has been terrible versus the run since losing Montez Sweat and Chase, Chase Young. They have been horrible. Uh, since week 12, third most rushing yards per game, fourth highest or th- fourth most rushing scores allowed. So it's easy, man. It's Dak, it's Tony Pollard, and it's CeeDee Lamb. I'm not playing any commanders. Like, could I make you a case for Curtis Samuel in this game, considering and everybody's going to bring up, okay, what he did versus Dallas earlier in the year? Yes, I could. Also, it needs to be stated the commanders are just basically a floundering team, they're dead in the water. Their coach is not going to be there uh, next year. Sam Howell is not going to be the starter. I, I, I'm I, not playing any commanders. Okay, not playing any commanders, but hopefully you'll be playing some DFS. And don't forget, we'll be back with playoff action next week. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Subscribe to the YouTube channel of Betting Pros. Download the Betting Pros app. Start betting smarter, not harder. Playoffs are around the corner, folks. Time to really have some fun in the betting market, and we want to have fun with you. So join us for all the fun. Did I mention it's fun? It's going to be fun. That'll do it for us, but the story of the game goes on. It's fun. For Derek Brown, I'm Joey P. We'll see you next time, kids. Thanks for listening to the Betting Pros Podcast. If you love the show, the best free way to support us is by leaving a positive review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Follow us on X and TikTok at Betting Pros and Instagram at Betting Pros NFL. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash bettingpros.